0: Hello and welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about female characters who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo and I am all by my lonesome today although Kristen and Wendy will be popping in later in the episode. Um, this is our 2019 holiday gift guide episode where we recommend books and other great gifts for the unlikable ladies in your life um, or for yourself. You know, that's cool too. Treat yourself. I love to buy myself gifts. <laughs> I will freely admit that. Um, however, the three of us, we are so damn busy this holiday season. We could not find a single time slot when we were all available to record. So we decided to split this up. Um, I'm going to share my my recommendations and then I will kick it over to my fellow podcast bitches to see what gift ideas they have for you this year. All right, here we go. Um, My first recommendation, is the movie Hustlers, which we've mentioned a few times on the show and we are going to discuss in much more detail in our next episode, which is our very special Christmas Day episode. Um, But I wanted to give it a shout out here too, because it is coming out on DVD and digital on December 10th, just in time for all of your holiday shopping. Um, If you haven't seen this movie, it also has a great Christmas scene in it, so it is like Honestly, it's a great Christmas movie. It might even be a better Christmas movie than Die Hard, but we can talk about that next time. Um, It is definitely my favorite movie that I have seen the whole year. I mean, I know Rise of Skywalker is, I mean, that's going to be my favorite 2019 movie for sure, but it's not out yet. So until December 20th, which is so soon, you guys, I'm so excited. Um, Until December 20th, Hustlers still holds the crown of my favorite 2019 movie. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, it is based on a true story about women working at a strip club around the time of the 2008 financial crisis and uh, how they got revenge on a bunch of Wall Street assholes who totally deserved (laughs) what these women did to them, in my opinion. Um, And this movie, it is just, It's insightful. It's got like a lot of social commentary in there, but it's also just funny and sexy as hell. It's just so entertaining. And anyone who enjoys this podcast needs to see it. Like, you will, if you like this podcast, you will like this movie, I guarantee. So, that's all I'll say about Hustlers for now. I'm going to save the rest for our next episode. I know um, Kristen is a huge fan of this film too. So, I'm very, very excited to discuss it with her. Okay. Next up, I wanted to recommend a couple of books that would make great gifts for the bitches in your life, especially if they are ambitious feminists like all of us here. So first of all, uh, I want to recommend The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. Um, I am so obsessed with her book, Shrill, and basically everything she's ever written. And this is her new book of essays, which came out in November. Um, and I got to see Lindy speak a few weeks ago, actually, at a book event hosted by my favorite Chicago indie bookstore, Women and Children First, and it was absolutely incredible. Every essay in this book is a work of genius, honestly, but there is one in particular that's very relevant to this podcast. Uh, it is called, Ted Bundy Was Not Charming, Are You High? Um, got her titles or so. Like, her titles are funnier just the title is funnier than anything i could ever write i just i love her okay so that essay is super super relevant to this podcast she actually talks about likability and um so i wanted to read a little bit of it to you guys so okay likability is a con and we're all falling for it is there such a thing as a likable woman can you think of one So no, excuse me, we will not play likeability anymore. It's an endless runner, a game with no progress and no finish line that women are expected to chase, that keeps us from doing the real work, accruing the real power. Chasing likability has been one of women's biggest setbacks by design. I don't know that rejecting likability will get us anywhere, but I know that embracing it has gotten us nowhere. Yeah, So we could do a whole episode just on that quote right there, and maybe we maybe we should, maybe in 2020, um, but for now, I'll just say The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West would make an excellent Christmas gift, and also if you haven't read her first book, Shrill, um, that would make a great gift too. You could even give them as a little bundle together. Okay, next up, I want to recommend another sort of nonfiction book. Um, this one is... Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. And we talked about Kathy's podcast of the same name before on the podcast, I believe, in our Unlikable IRL episode a couple months back. Um, I may have mentioned it a few times besides that, because I love her podcast. Um, She just released this book. Uh, also November. November was a really great month for books. Uh, and I really, I want to buy Don't Keep Your Day Job for like every single creative person in my life. I want to just like hand it out like candy this Christmas. Um, it's so inspiring. And what Kathy is great at in particular is just giving you permission to think bigger and go after the things you want. And uh, I'm pretty sure this book is gonna be my Bible in 2020. I am already starting to look ahead and do a lot of like obnoxious type A goal setting, kind of planning stuff. And I've been referring to it a lot. So highly recommend if you have a person in your life with any sort of creative passion, Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. It's a great gift. And then I also wanted to give a fiction recommendation, and that is the Folk of the Air trilogy by Holly Black. Uh, The final book, Queen of Nothing, just came out a few weeks ago. Uh, The other two are Cruel Prince and uh, Wicked King. And so since they're all out now, you could give the whole set as a gift. You would not have to wait years in between, dying to know what's going to happen, suffering the way that I did and everyone else who read the series as they came out. Um, Holly is really good at cliffhangers. That's all I'll say. So yeah, I would recommend giving the, the whole set uh, if you can. This is a YA fantasy trilogy. It's about a mortal girl who grows up with the Fae, which I will say, first of all, like even though I read... I read a ton of YA fantasy, it's sort of my, like, escape from thrillers, especially if I'm deep in the drafting process, I'll read YA fantasy as sort of a mental break. Um, But even though I'm a big fan of fantasy fairy stories, like anything about the Fae, it's usually not my jam at all. Um, I actually avoided reading the first book in this trilogy for quite a while because I was like, I'm not interested in that because it's about the Fae. But these books are amazing. They are so expertly plotted. They are fun as hell. The main character, Jude, is this like fabulous, ruthless schemer type, like super Slytherin. I love her. Um, so even though the Fae, not usually my thing, love these books. And I, even though I don't have a lot of time for just for fun reading right now, I will always make time for whatever Holly Black writes um, when Queen of Nothing came out. I was just like, well, I guess I'm not working for a few days. And I just like sped through it so, so good. Okay, so those are my book recommendations. And to wrap up, I want to share a couple other things. So these are great sort of bitchy, gifty items by a couple of indie creators. First of all, the Malicious Woman Candle Company, um, as you can tell from the name, very on brand for this podcast. So uh, Malicious Woman Candle Co., they make these awesome candles with like snarky labels that say things like... I do what I want infused with zero fucks or um, fuck your abortion law infused with fighting the war on women. Uh, my personal favorite, I actually have this candle in my office is Bitches Get Shit Done infused with ambition. And you can pick whatever scent you want to go with the label um, so you're not like tied in. If you want a certain label, you don't have to pick a certain scent. You can mix and match. And the one I have in my Bitches Get Shit Done candle is uh, the scent A Hot Mess, which smells just like those cinnamon Red Hots candy, it's like very spicy and Christmassy, so that would be a good one if you're giving one of their candles as a holiday gift. And finally, um, Missy Industry, who is a jewelry maker, I believe, based in Canada, although um, she ships to the U.S. very quickly and affordably, so no worries there. Uh, she makes these pendants, and she also does earrings and rings and all sorts of different jewelry. Um, the one thing I have from her is a pendant. Um, she makes all these this jewelry shaped like daggers and battle axes and guillotines, stuff like that. Um, They are totally badass and also really great quality. I actually, when I turned in the first draft of my female serial killer book, They Never Learn, I bought myself one of Missy's knife necklaces. It just looks like a big serial killer knife. It's amazing. And I get compliments every single time I wear it. Um, Also, a few concerned looks, but mostly compliments. It is like most of her pieces are, they're kind of big like statement jewelry. And I will say I would absolutely not wear this knife necklace like on a plane. I'm pretty sure the TSA would (laughs) not be cool with it. It looks pretty realistic. But yeah, so Missy industry, great for uh, if you have a special woman in your life that you want to buy something kind of badass for. She's a great option, little spendy compared to some of our other recommendations, but um, for your special someone who likes knives, and I know anyone who's listening to this podcast probably knows someone who meets that description. Okay, so those are my holiday gift recommendations, um, although actually I lied. I have one more because Wendy is not here to stop me. Uh, I want to recommend her new book, The Kill Club, which will be out just in time for the holidays. And The Kill Club is, uh, it's so fucking good, you guys. Okay. It is one of the best thrillers I've read this year, like hands down for sure. Um, I love the main character Jazz so much. Like I would die for her. She seems like a real person to me. Like I've read this book a couple times um, at various stages in the drafting process since Wendy and I are critique partners. And I just, I don't know, Jazz feels like a real person to me. Like, Ugh, God, so amazing! I can't wait for all of you to meet her too. Um, so yeah, the Kill Club out December seventeenth, wherever books are sold. This would make a great Christmas gift for someone you love, or for someone you hate and want to scare just a little for the holidays. Because this is a book about getting revenge on terrible people. So you know, if you want to give someone a little warning, just slide them a copy of the Kill Club. It's it's multi-purpose that way. Okay. So those are my recommendations. Uh, Check out the episode page on our website, unlikablefemalecharacters.com for links to all of our recommended gifts. And with that, I will turn it over to Kristen and Wendy.
1: Kristen here. I am very excited to tell you all about my picks for holiday gift giving. And I would like to start with a book called Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead by Olga Tokarczuk. This was um, the most recent winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature. It is written by a Polish author, um, translated into English by, let me see here, Antonia Lloyd-Jones. And this is one of those books that's like, It's just, it's pretty much perfect. So it's kind of a thriller. It's also kind of a fairy tale. It's incredibly weird in the best possible way. Um, It is about a woman named Janina who lives in a remote Polish village. And she's kind of, kind of a, one of like the town oddballs in a town that's full of oddballs, including a character who is actually named Oddball. But Janina is uh, a teacher, she is a amateur scientist, she is an astrologer, she is working on translation of William Blake po- poems from English to Polish, and amid, you know, against this backdrop, she uncovers a, a plot, a murderous plot in the small Polish village where she lives, and I don't really want to spoil anything but it's basically like she has a theory that the rest of the town doesn't want to believe and the story just unfolds with so much beautiful vivid oddness is really the best way to describe it it's wonderful Um, it has these you know elements of an unlikable character and that you know Janina is regarded as like a batty old lady by a lot of the people in town and no one wants to listen to her about her theories as to who is killing the residents of this small village Um and it really just is extremely evocative and rich and weird and creepy and wonderful and strange and I mean if you are a fan of dark fairy tales if you like um lidmila petroskaya's work for example i think you would definitely enjoy this i absolutely loved it um the the language is beautiful and it's like funny but also like you wouldn't really think like oh a, a nobel literature prize winner is going to be funny but you know it really is Kristen here recommending. So let's talk about a TV show. This was on HBO a few months back. It's now available on DVD. Gentleman Jack is a series um, set in 1832. It is based on the real life um, woman who is commonly referred to as the first modern lesbian, although like whatever that's nonsense like what does that even mean Um, her name is Anne Lister she was a woman who owned uh, a property called Shibden Hall through inheritance and she kept very very detailed journals throughout her life which is how we know so much about her um, but in 1832 West Yorkshire England she had some very public relationships with women and the show is like the ultimate unlikable female character television show because here's this woman who is, you know, masculine of center presenting. She owns property as a woman in, you know, the mid 20th century England. She is a business person and she takes absolutely no shit. Like none. She just cannot even with people who are wasting her time and uh I love her demeanor I love the supporting relationships that she has um a lot of the series concerns her trying to save her inherited home um which like she's inherited this property but she doesn't have much money and the people who are living there with her uh her her father and her aunt I believe um And also her sister. Like they have this property. But they don't have any money. So there's kind of like this. Running streak of needing to save it. And she winds up. um, Kind of getting this plan. That the way she's going to. Improve her family's fate. Is by taking a rich wife. And. It's just, um, it's a really well-done series as far as the portrayal of these characters and she's, her motivations, and she winds up, um, becoming entangled with a woman who may or may not be entirely present from a psychological standpoint, um, and the way that, you know, that's handled is very interesting as well, but it's a really very funny show, um, I know I said this was slightly more upbeat than the other books that I suggested as I'm talking about it. I realize it doesn't really come off that way. But it's very, very funny. Um I think it's it's kind of like the the best types of historical, you know, movies and television shows have kind of a, a modern approach to humor. And um at home with my my partner Joanna, I refer to this type of thing as an old Mr. Somebody show. Um, Joanna is a big fan of, I don't don't even know how else to describe it besides old Mr. Somebody, historical works, um, or just things that are set in the past. And that's like a kind of a quick way to make me go like, "Eh, I don't care. But this show manages to get around that because it is so wonderfully funny and smart and queer. So highly recommended. Um, You can gift it as a DVD. You can also find it streaming on uh, HBO. And you you should definitely check it out for any lovers of queer content in your life. Okay, so for my next pick, let's go back to the nonfiction world. I would like to talk about Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. It is a collection of essays that are sort of about how fucked up the internet is and and modern living is a disaster, which is, I mean, it's really true. So um, the book jacket for this describes her as the millennial Joan Didion, which I actually really love. I think it's really true. Joan Didion is one of my very favorite writers uh, and has a real unique and Gimlet-eyed point of view towards current events, I think, which is something that Gia Gia Tolentino shares. Um, and it's a, a really brilliant, funny, um, sharp, acerbic essay collection about topics such as reality television. Um, the idea that we, as women are always expected to optimize our bodies. Um, Okay, so she has a whole essay entitled The Cult of the Difficult Woman, which, of course, we love here at this podcast. But um, it sort of talks about how there's been a general change the way, you know, feminism has become more ingrained in the way that we talk about women, I would say. Uh, She used the example... Uh where media outlets used to used to scrutinize women's appearances, they still do, but in a quote feminist way, and I think that's really true. We have to like kind of be aware of of fake feminism but also the danger of calling feminism fake uh it's it's just there's a lot to think about um through these feminist essays that evaluate sexism and it's it's really just very very smart and funny. And I think that I would follow Gia Tolentino into a burning house probably to, to save her because I love this book so much. Uh, It's not, it's not a feel good one. Um, Anything that's talking about the problems that the internet and social media have caused is not going to like make you feel better about life. But it does uh, in some ways make you feel less alone, which I think is really important and definitely not nothing. So, you know, I think that's something that we really need to embrace, even if it's not the most feel-good Christmas gift of all. Quick shout out to the film Captain Marvel, which has been out for months, so you've probably already seen it. But in the event that you haven't, I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic film. It has an amazing cat in it. I mean, what more could you want? Feminism, cats, um, you know, early 90s fashions. It's great. I obviously don't need to go too much into detail about Captain Marvel because if you haven't seen it, you've definitely heard of it. Um, But it really is wonderful. I actually saw it twice on opening day and I have no regrets. It's, it's, It's a true delight. I've got one more nonfiction pick for you and that is How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell. And here is another um, social media and the internet ruined everything book. (laughs) You'll notice a trend for the types of things I've been reading this year, honestly. Um, But, you know, this one is about how, you know, the most revolutionary thing that we can do in these times is to do nothing. Like we're all aware of the constant pressure to be accomplishing something, to be efficient. Um, Our 24-7 data productivity, as Jenny O'Dell says, this really dovetails nicely with the essay in Trick Mirror about, you know, always be optimizing. We're always optimizing our bodies and doing all of this personal development stuff for the sake of productivity um, and that that is kind of playing into the idea that our value is tied up in what we produce and how much we produce and that pressure is definitely not going away anytime soon there's nothing we can do about it but we can be more intentional about how we react to it I guess so this is a really lovely um, nonfiction book that is on that topic. If you enjoyed our October episodes that were sort of all about um, Halloween-themed unlikable women, you might enjoy this next pick. I would like to recommend a tarot deck called The Modern Witch Tarot Deck by Liminal Eleven, um, written and illustrated by Lisa Sterl. If you're familiar with tarot, This is a pretty faithful reimagining of the Rider Waite-Smith deck with the same types of imagery, but they are super modern, feminist, Uh, almost all of the, the characters depicted on the cards are women, there are people of color, there are, you know, different sexual orientations and gender presentations, and it's really vibrant and colorful and fun. And I think that it it's great for people who learned from Rider-Waite-Smith and maybe have trouble relating to other decks because like what, you know, the way if you learn using a certain deck that has very, um like a multi-layered, really rich imagery, it can be hard to then feel the same connection to illustrations that are maybe a little more esoteric. So I think um, I really love the idea of this modern witch deck as a, as an updated writer, wait Smith. And it's really fun. And it is put together by Lisa Sterl. The, the artist is from Columbus, Ohio, which is where I live. So it's a good, you know, Midwestern at heart deck, but you've, you may have seen her work. There is a, uh, an illustration an illustration of the 10 of swords, um, That really made the rounds on the internet a while ago. It depicts a young woman with kind of platinum blondish gray hair. She's wearing a cute pink blouse and a teal skirt. And she is lying on the ground, impaled by, you know, the ten swords. She is gazing at the screen of her phone. And at the bottom of the card where it typically says ten of swords, it says everything is fine. (laughs) And this uh, is apparently the illustration that really sparked the idea for the whole deck for the artist as well as for Liminal 11 the company that's putting this out and i just think I, I it's i love it because even if you don't know tarot and you don't know what the 10 of swords actually represents like you see you see this illustration with this line everything is fine and it's just like yeah that really kind of sums up where we are right like that's 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 it that's what's happening Uh, So that's really wonderful. And you can get that um, through the Liminal Eleven's website. They, I think they still have some of the limited edition versions of it that come with uh, an amazing um, lapel pin of the Ten of Swords. Everything is fine card that I just love. So, you know, that's really cool. And if you are a tarot reader or know a tarot reader, or someone who would like to learn, I think this would be a great deck to learn from because it matches so many of the existing guides that are, that are out uh, You should definitely save a few bucks to buy our very own Wendy Hurd's The Kill Club, which comes out next week. So I know you're probably in a hurry to get your Christmas shopping done now. This will be worth the wait. So uh, for whatever murder, murder murdery bitches that you have in your life, um, you know, hold back. Don't finish their shopping just yet because you definitely want to give Wendy's book to folks for this Christmas.
2: Hi, this is Wendy, and I'm here to do a holiday gift guide list for the unlikable young ladies in your life. I'm talking about the nieces, the daughters, the sisters, um, any young lady who has a proclivity for the darker arts. Now, as a child, I personally joined the school choir in fourth grade for the one reason that they were doing the Phantom of the Opera. So yes, this is for the children like me and perhaps like you. We see a lot of hype around young adult, as we should. Those books are amazing, but I wanted to provide some middle grade recommendations. Um, So the first book I have to recommend is called Thornhill by Pam Smy, or Smee. I'm sorry that I might be mispronouncing that. Now this book is absolutely gorgeous. It is. um, The back cover copy says, "A lonely girl in a new town, a ghostly figure in the window." a derelict old house, and a mystery spanning the decades. So what you have here are two timelines told in graphic novel, but it's not in panel format. It's in these beautiful spreads where in one storyline, you have a journal from 1982. It's a young lady who's living in like a group home. I think she's about 12 years old or so. And in the picture storyline you see a girl move into the house that used to be the group home and there's like mysterious fire there's haunting this book is badass so thornhill my next recommendation is called goth girl and the ghost of a mouse it's a series by chris Riddell. Ridell. And, um, this is about a young lady named Ada Goth. Uh, this is what it says. She lives in ghastly Gorham Hall with her father, Lord Goth, (laughs) lots of servants, and at least half a dozen ghosts. Um, so one, I would recommend this is sort of like a, it reminds me a little bit of like a host, a hotel Transylvania type of vibe. It's got some really beautiful illustrations and, uh, it's just like a fun and sort of light, but gothy middle grade. Um, Next, I have a book that I recently just got for my daughter. It's a graphic novel called GFFs, Ghost Friends Forever. And then this one says, My Heart Lies in the 90s. Um, And so this is the back cover copy. This is by an author named, uh, this is by Monica, Monica Gallagher and Kata Kane. And it says, Sophia Green Campos knows ghosts. She spent her whole 15 years in the town of Specterville, growing up in the family business of paranormal services. So when she discovers Whitney, a spectral girl that haunts an old covered bridge outside of town, Sophia is confident she can solve the mystery of her death. To keep it a secret from her parents, she'll need the help of her stubborn brother, Felix, and and her ex-boyfriend, Jake which makes things more than a little awkward, but Sophia knows she can handle it. So this is a little bit like upper upper maybe lower YA, but I I felt it belonged in here because it's so readable and my daughter's 10 and she's reading it. So then we have a wonderful book that takes place at a boarding school for girls that's got a um it's got a, a girl PI at the at the forefront of it named Hazel Wong and The book is called Murder is Bad Manners by Robin Stevens, and this is where they discover one of their teachers lying dead on the gym floor and has to solve the murder, and it takes place in this like really awesome boarding school. So those are some super goth books for some super goth young ladies that deserve to be entertained in the way that they see fit. Now, I have one more middle grade I really want to recommend that I think speaks um, to—it's about anxiety— it's uh, Raina Telligmeyer's book, Guts. It's new. It's uh, I think it just came out a month or two ago. And this is about a girl's journey um, toward figuring out her upset stomach and her anxiety around friends and not friends and classmates. Um, it's a lot about relationships. And it's just, it's really, um, I think if you have any any young ladies around you who you think might be suffering with anxiety or might be struggling with any, you know, Uh, social anxiety in particular, I think this book will really make them feel uh, supported. So, and it's got beautiful illustrations and it's written in It's fantastic. Yeah. So those are a few fun uh, middle grade recommendations for the young ladies in your life who might need some, some gifts outside the huge. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that my own book comes out, uh, December 17th. So in like 14 minutes, um, and it would Arrive by Christmas. If you would like to purchase it for anybody, it's uh, it's definitely a journey. Publishing this book, I was afraid to write it. I was afraid to shop it. I was afraid to publish it. I was afraid, afraid, afraid. Um, I think sometimes it's like that when we have a book that hits really close to home. This book takes place in my hometown, working class LA, and um, it's about a young woman struggling to save her little brother on um, getting tangled up in the inner workings of an underground murder club in the process. And there's just a lot of, a lot of just like a big, big hug to LA in this book, a lot of love to the people in LA that you don't get to see on TV. <laughs> I always say that, you know, I tried to tell people, you know, I know you feel like, you know, Los Angeles because you've seen, been seeing it on TV your whole lives, but you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking down the street and there's partitions up and they're filming and they'll block off the street and replace all the locals with a prettier version of what they want L.A. to look like on screen. And I, I hope that this book gives a little bit of a, of a more honest and kind and maybe more realistic look at the people who, like me, are on the other side of the partition So I hope you enjoy the Kill Club and I hope that all the unlikable young ladies in your life feel empowered to be unlikable this year and, uh, and aren't forced to hug people that they don't want to hug. Let's all, let's all run in front of children being, being non-consensually hugged, like take a bullet for them this year. And, um, and let's all give those, give those kids some space if they need it. So happy holidays and we'll talk to you soon.